Hello. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Do you know what? This is the third episode in a row where you've gone hello at the uh, beginning. <laughs> it's actually, I'll have, to, I'll have to think of a new introduction. Yes. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. How are you? I'm good, babe. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank good. you. Have you had a good week? I've had a great week. Well, have I told you about the incident with my thumb? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've told everyone and anyone that will listen. I was helping a patient on the, one of the wards um, that I was working on cut a piece of cardboard mm. um, with really small scissors. And, you know, you know, like when like you hold something for so long that like you almost have like this numb and pain in your in your finger. But yeah, then it goes, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, I've had the same pain for about five days and I'm 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 convinced that like I'm going to have to get my thumb amputated or something soon because it's, it's not normal. It's killing me. As in, like, it feels, like, really tingly and, like, sensitive. And it's just a really, it's a weird pain. Um, So that's just ruined my day a little bit. Not to be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be dramatic. But it, Is it, anyone it, else really disappointed weird. by that story? Because I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting yeah. you to tell me something so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you, I wish, some, honestly, I feel like everyone's downplaying this so much. <laughs> It's really weird. It's a really, really weird pain. Honestly, it's, it's. I've never felt anything like that in my life. Five days, five whole days. Oh, babe. Do you want me to play a violin for you? No, I'm really not. You don't care care one bit, (laughs) but it's fine. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I hope you feel better, babe. (laughs) Very sympathetic. Right, so welcome to another episode of Spill the Green Tea. Cue, cue intro music that we're going to add soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've we've picked it out. (laughs) Yes, we've chosen a song. (laughs) One step forward. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It was me, obviously, who chose the song also, you know, being the creative one and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All all props to me, (laughs) so i've been a little bit uh a little bit down past couple Mm. of days obviously i think it's important that we mention um the fact that mac miller passed away very sadly yeah absolutely um i felt so sad you know and these kind of things have been happening so much recently but I don't know, that one just really hit me hard. Like, I cried. Yeah. And yeah. it was just... Why do you think that that had such an impact on you? I don't know. It's just, I think... I, I, really, I really can't put it into words why. But, like, he was just... You could just tell he was just such a good soul and a beautiful person. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know... I don't know. It's, it's When you listen to his music, I guess, mm. you kind of feel like you know him. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So was it very like personal? Yeah, personalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it feels like losing a friend in a way, which mm-hmm. sounds weird, but it is, and it's very sad. Um, mm-hmm. and it made me mm-hmm. think a lot about addiction because it was um an apparent drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can't speculate. I can't make any assumptions, but I don't think it was like a suicidal. I think it was just just a drug overdose like an accidental Mm -hmm. death Mm -hmm. um which is so sad of course it's sad either way but like it's just so sad because I saw him tweeting literally the day before that he was just he just wanted to go on tour and he was announcing his tour dates um and he was like live streaming literally like the night before on his piano like playing music and stuff 
gosh so you never really know do you like we never ever really know what what's what's going on yeah um for people and obviously you know with with people who are famous like celebrities for example um they're so far from our own reality aren't they so we we obviously like there's a there's different like we'll definitely never know what's going on with them do you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean I suppose like we can sort of um tune us into our own personal lives can't we and like the people around us and you know as much as we think we know like we don't we don't really really know do you know what I mean yeah um and a lot of people are struggling and it's really sad like you mentioned before so many people are like passing away um so suddenly and so unexpectedly and I was literally having a conversation earlier this evening um and it's it's crazy it's absolutely it's heartbreaking obviously mm. more than anything but it's really really terrifying isn't it because it's just like wow like who's who's next like what's going on like what is happening for these people that like, they feel like they can't reach out or yeah. you know what's going on for them um and you know sadly with with him like I, I guess we'll never know really but it's 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 sad yeah it's really 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 sad it really is yeah the fine the, what I find sad is that it was kind of like everyone kind of knew that he was struggling with drugs and he has done for a long time mm. um so I, I don't know maybe for him it was kind of like within his like group of peers maybe it was sort of like a normal thing maybe, um, maybe. that you know that not, not that it was like normal that it was okay but as in like you know they were aware of that but maybe mm. you know maybe we don't always pay enough attention when we know something is yeah yeah absolutely so I think um it's, it's been heavy on my mind recently, which is why I wanted to make this episode about addiction. Um, yes. And I think I haven't really been that interested in addiction before. Like I've studied it uh, during our degrees, obviously, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been something I've focused on so much. But, recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really made yeah. me sort of think about it and think about what I've learned. And yeah. so I was looking into it more and then I realised actually like I didn't learn that much about it and I think that's very similar to the general public is the ideas that we have about our addiction aren't necessarily true it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily right Mm -hmm. um so in your words Nihad what Mm. would you say addiction is gosh I suppose um people differentiate the addiction and, and dependence don't they now mm. um with an addiction i suppose you can classify something as as an addiction if and when um it is taking over your life in a way what in a in manner of which like you know like your work is being affected and your relationship your relationships are being um affected also sorry yeah. i really can't talk it's like 12 o'clock in the evening guys yeah so it's when it's when it has a massive effect on your relationships and you know your um working life also um i suppose with substance abuse specifically you know you can become addicted to very you know various different substances alcohol you know drugs there's, there's lots of different you know variations but you know people forget about like simple things like you know being addicted to your phone being addicted to coffee you know there's lots of different things that we can be addicted to so to the extent in which it's having a, a massively negative impact on your life that's when you know it it, it then becomes considered to be an addictive behavior yeah mm-hmm. i think that's it's, a really good it's it, yeah it's when you're doing it repetitively and you feel like this almost um whether conscious or unconscious need or craving for 
this whatever substance it is that you're taking I suppose yeah yeah Yeah. I love that sort of your your description of addiction was mainly based on sort of the psychological addiction side of it whereas Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that usually when we hear addiction or we think about addiction and we sort of see addicts and stuff we think about Mm -hmm. it from like a physiological perspective and Mm -hmm. we see Mm -hmm. addiction as sort of um you know having like being biologically addicted to like a substance yeah. because it's like yeah. you've got that hook on you biologically yeah. it's like um, a compulsion yeah it? yeah and I think yeah. a lot of the time we kind of we kind of reduce the problem to just that mm-hmm. um, and we tend to think I think a lot of people tend to think with people who are um, addicted that you know that, that's where the problem is and that and that's that's the end of it and mm. that's the only reason why they're addicted and that that is a mm. whole of what addiction is but I think it's so much more than that that we don't we don't oh, talk God, about yeah. we don't know enough about because Absolutely. we're not talking about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I definitely think there needs to be more of a conversation around addiction to get mm. rid of these sort of false ideas that still exist from mm. my background in Pakistan I know that it's not something that's fully understood there's still mm. a huge stigma around it in South Asia mm. um and so even when we went to visit Sri Lanka, we went to visit that massive rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. There was like, there were a lot of people who were recovering um, or trying to recover from addictions and drug, drug addictions and substance mm-hmm. abuse and things mm-hmm. like that. But it didn't really seem like the issues were really understood mm-hmm. from like a psychological perspective. It just seemed like it was, they were kind of like shunned and looked down upon. Do you know yeah. what I think? Oh God, yeah, definitely. Um, It was so obvious as well like it wasn't like a subtle um you know reaction or response to to, to people yeah. it, who had like you know whether it was addictions or you know general mental health problems it was very obvious and I don't know whether it's because of um ignorance like sort of not not really knowing or educating themselves about it um but it was it was sad to see wasn't it it was definitely sad to see and I think from our cultural backgrounds I mean I think Obviously, I'm I'm not really I'm not 100 sure about what, what it's like in Africa at the minute because obviously I, I haven't lived there for such a long time mm-hmm. and I visit for such short periods. But yeah. from what I can remember from being there and living there, it was definitely not understood understood to, to the level in which it's understood here. Yeah. Um, people look at addictive behaviors as almost. <sighs> I, I don't really want to say like a curse necessarily, but it's almost yeah. as if it's like some sort of power has yeah. taken over you in a way. Yeah, um, I read about that. You, if that yeah. makes sense, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's, yeah. it's 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 as if something's entered your body and is sort of um, manipulating you or controlling you or mm-hmm. making you um, you know want to do. Yeah. I wouldn't want to say bad things, but you know things that are going to cause yeah. um, negative consequences. Like possession, um, do you mean? Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's almost like a, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and because of this, you know, you're completely like, I suppose, isolated and disregarded, and you know, you're you're made to feel as though you are not part of the community. You are, you know, you are at fault. There's something. There's an error in your behavior. There's an error yeah. in your being. So therefore, you don't really deserve to be part of us. Um, yes. you're giving us a bad name you know this isn't what our culture is about do you know what I mean this isn't what we're about how dare you do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so it's 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 different it's definitely different and it's interesting to see isn't it but yeah. I think amazingly you know I feel like a lot of effort to be made now more so um to try and understand yeah yeah these, obviously we're a very very long way away from totally understanding it 
um i think even in the uk here i think you know there's still a lot to learn obviously um but progress i suppose i can say is definitely being made um but i think it's it's definitely us it's down to conversations like this i think yeah um, and people being open to talk and people being open to learn um and i don't obviously mean from us i mean learn from those who've actually experienced it because they obviously know best they they know what it is they can define it themselves properly they can you know give us a proper um subjective view on it for us to understand how we can best help to you know treat it i suppose and help them to recover from it yeah definitely and i think that you know we can sort of assume that of course we are a lot sort of far along in the journey of understanding that type of thing over here in the west yes Um, but I still think we have such a long way to go. And just because, you know, we have more of those facilities available where people can go and find help um, and go to these centres and things, there's still a really huge stigma around it. And I think that it's it it needs to be that sort of the general public understand it more. Because yeah. if people understand it, then if someone in your family or one of your friends comes across one of these problems you know you you need to have that understanding in order to be able to help them in any way Mm, mm. it doesn't always help you know pointing someone towards a facility like a center Mm -hmm. or a number or whatever Mm. um I think that it's important for those for the people around you to be able to understand the problem and to be Mm -hmm. able to help definitely and I think that that solves a little bit of the problem also really doesn't it because I don't I don't think obviously this is just my own view but I don't think um, people who have addictions are necessarily crying out for help um, but I think that in being compassionate and in responding in a way which is almost you know um, you know empathetic yeah I think that would help people a lot more because they'd be more likely to open up and they'd be more likely to talk and to seek mm-hmm. help um, before it's too late I suppose yeah definitely mm. I agree Sorry, I just forgot what my next question was going to be. <laughs> think, girl. You better think. <laughs> um, I just I've made, I've, guys, I've made Shamila take control of this conversation because I am so tired. <laughs> so am I. My brain is not functioning right now. <laughs> Please lead the conversation. Okay, <laughs> I got you, girl. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't really know how to better word this question. Um, but why do you think that people become addicted um why do i think people become addicted because i know that i I know what the general view is Mm. addicted and it is mainly to do i think with the physiological side yes absolutely absolutely obviously with the biological aspect of it um you know it's it's that tolerance isn't it like Mm -hmm. once you sort of have this one thing that gives you that high um you crave it don't you you want some more of it and you know the more you have the less tolerant you become so the more you need to actually you know reach that level of high um if that makes sense so obviously that is one aspect of it it's 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 in a way sort of also the control isn't it because it's it's, it's it's biological programming isn't it um but i think there's lots of different reasons isn't it i feel like i can't really give you one answer for that mm-hmm. i think I think in in a lot of cases, I think it's I don't want to say it's accidental, but it hap- it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. I really don't feel like people start taking drugs or start using substances or you know gamble and things like that because 
they want to become addicted to it i think it's because it just it's it's enjoyment isn't it mm-hmm. and um it's that it's that temporary happiness isn't it it's that little moment of pleasure and that that is what a lot of people crave and that's what a lot of people want um you know whatever it is that's going on in their lives that makes them feel as though they need that that escape if you want to put it yeah um so i think initially initially it's that need to escape and that need to find this sense of happiness yeah can i say yeah 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 um and i think you know that's like i suppose at raves and parties and things that people say drugs but that's like recreationally isn't it yeah um and that's why i'm saying i really don't think people take drugs because they want to become addicted i really think it it, it might just start off as just a, a fun yeah. you know one of those one-off things but then you know for some people it's harder for them to manage when to take it and when not to Mm-hmm. and it becomes a habit then doesn't it and then that's when you know the whole biological aspect is sort of sort of, it, it just it's hijacked then isn't it the brain's yeah. almost hijacked and you become dependent and then you need more and more of it and then eventually you know you become addicted yeah uh, that made sense yeah it did yeah i don't necessarily agree though okay <laughs> <laughs> okay i think disagree <laughs> tell, me. tell me more the biological side really interests me and i completely understand why you would say that and mm. it's been it, you know it's been my view for so long I think that's mm-hmm. the view of it we're kind of fed mm. um but I'm going to tell you something and after I tell you this let me know if you like if any thoughts come up in your mind or if you um are sort of rethinking what you've said or anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so a lot of people go into hospital and they mm-hmm. have like huge operations hip replacements that kind of thing mm. um and often they're in hospital long term mm-hmm and they're given they're given very strong drugs mm. i can't remember right now i should have wrote it down what it's called but it's heroin mm-hmm. um and it's actually it's pure it's pure heroin it's very strong yeah. heroin it's actually it would actually be so much more pure and strong than the stuff like people would be able to get on the streets that stuff mm-hmm. is like watered down with like god knows what um but the stuff in the hospital is like pure heroin and some people are on that for like months in the hospital mm-hmm. Most people, when they come out of the hospital, they don't crave it. They're not addicted, mm-hmm. even though they've been having it regularly. Yeah, like these, you know, pure pure heroin or or, mm-hmm. or, or all these other drugs, um, and they've been having it regularly for a long period of time. Um, but they don't they don't necessarily need to be weaned off of it either. They can just stop and they don't they don't feel any type of craving for it. Um, and they're, they're this, not addicted. Is this like um diamorphine? Yeah, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that that that's not the one I mean though. Okay. The one I was okay. talking about is like his actual heroin. Okay. It's got another name in hospitals. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So, saying that, if it was physiological, then surely most people that are coming out of hospitals that have been having these drugs long term would also be addicted. But why do you think that's not the case? It's at. I'd, I'd suppose it's just differences in lifestyles yeah and you know i don't know like family environments you know various yeah. differences in support systems it's so interesting differences in jobs you know yeah. like there's lots of different things isn't there like general relationships yeah and gosh there's so many there's so many aspects i suppose yeah definitely and Mm. i think it's it kind of brings us back to like what you said earlier and you said Mm. there's so many different things that come into it and i think Mm -hmm. you're so right like Mm -hmm. it's 
I think the physiological aspect is literally just one part of mm-hmm. it. But most of the time, it is psychological. Yeah. But I want to tell you mm-hmm. about um, this guy called Professor Bruce Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a study uh, quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a rat in a cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had two water bottles. Mm-hmm. One water bottle was like normal water. Mm-hmm. And the other water bottle had like her- like a small amount of like heroin mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. They found that, you know, most of the time the rat went to the water with the heroin in it. Mm. Drank it again and again and again until mm. it actually mm-hmm. killed itself. Yes. Um, so Professor Alexander came along and was like, actually, there's nothing else in the cage. So what they did is they added things to the cage, oh, like stimulation. I yes, I remember um, this. Yeah, like loads of stimulation, yeah, um, yeah. things that they could like play with, mm-hmm. um, like wheels and everything. Yes. Um, they made it like a very interactive, sort of healthy. Yes. Yes. Um, and they still had the two bottles in there. What they found was the rat almost never went to the bottle with the heroin in it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Isn't that so interesting? The fact it's that, like, fascinating. It's fascinating. I remember yeah. reading the study during my undergrad and it blew my mind. I, I was just like, it makes so much sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I suppose, like, the conclusion of that was just that, you know, it, it, it the, obviously the heroin mm-hmm. stimulates, you know, reward pathways and things, doesn't it? Yeah. But when you introduce this this maze and this, you know, almost fun land for rats, they've already got this reward, haven't they? They're already yeah. they're enjoying themselves and they're happy and, you know, the, the, the distracted and there's yeah. things going on, there's things to do. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, they don't need it. You know, yeah. they don't need the heroin anymore. So, you know, I'm already having fun. I'm already enjoying my life. So why would I need to go to, yeah. you know, rely on this thing to to give me this reward, to give me the sense of pleasure? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was just like, wow, like it really isn't, it really isn't as easy or as simple as it, it's made out to be really, isn't it? It isn't as simple as you take it and that's it. Yeah. Um, and even though, you know, the brain's powerful and biological aspects of everything, you know, really are important to consider. But I, I see what you're saying. It's not. It's not the um, complete explanation, is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lot. It mm. just definitely seems like it's very psychological and to do mm-hmm. with sort of other aspects of life. And I've heard, I've heard someone. I can't remember who it was, but someone talking about sort of substance abuse and things like that said that you know, um, like I said in the last episode, we are social animals, mm-hmm. and we we bond to things. Mm. And, you know, we bond with people. And if mm-hmm. we're not bonding with people and sort of healthy, stimulating, like, connections and things, then we yes. bond with something else. Yes. Whether that is drugs, whether that's alcohol, whether that is, I don't know, food, pornography, mm. whatever. Mm. whatever. Mm. But we are we are bonding animals. We, we have to bond with something. Yes. Um, and I think that a lot of the time when, you know, that stimulation isn't there or you don't have those kind of connections... Mm-hmm is when people turn to substance abuse and that, that bond becomes established there. Absolutely, absolutely. It just, it's that vulnerability, isn't it? You know, like when we're in a rich, enriching um, environment mm. that, that that gives us this, this you know, sense of enrichment and quality and happiness in our lives, we're less vulnerable, if yeah. you want to say, um, to these addictive um, behaviours. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. And you definitely mm. hear a lot of um, people who have addiction want, when they've recovered um Mm -hmm. and then they relapse and you sort of get to the bottom of why that happened and many times you'll hear people say well I was lonely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly I felt empty 
I was lonely I was all alone I felt Mm. you know on my own Mm. um Mm. and I so I think it's I think that's one of the main reasons why it's so important for mm-hmm. people to understand a bit more about addiction so that you definitely know, when, when it happens when it happens to someone yeah. that we know yeah and um, we have that ability to build that connection mm. we've got to know that that that's what helps that absolutely. that's what can help absolutely do you know what's really interesting because you know at work today i was having a conversation with someone and um they'd been admitted into hospital quite a few times just you know because of alcohol alcohol and drug um issues etc um and this i think this was like the fourth or fifth time that they were admitted into hospital and they were talking about life outside of hospital and you know they were saying you know we come in here we, we 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 make great recovery you know things get better for us but then we leave and we're going back to the exact same environment that we came out of the exact same environment that that you know it led us to sort of try these things and to take these things and to be addicted to these things and you know you're surrounded by people who whose lives are um i suppose you know their like their lives are based within that that drug environment and you know that addictive environment and if we're not supporting people in in changing these environments and helping them you know enrich them and and make them more of a quality for them then how can we expect them to be better how can we expect them to not be vulnerable to these things you know there's a lot yeah there's a lot to do it doesn't just come from the individual it comes from the environment in itself and the society and the culture in which they live in for sure yeah Mm. there's a lot of people that sort of um when they're having problems with addiction when it's to do with sort of drug drug use and they go into rehabilitation centers often what that what happens is they're sort of cut off from everything yeah, absolutely um and that leads them to sobriety but a lot of the time what happens is when they come back to their usual environment they relapse yeah exactly. and psychologists say that the reason that they relapse is because they're then presented with all of those same cues um it, it could literally be like going home and seeing like the phone that you used to call your dealer with or yeah. like the chair where you used to like sit and sit and sort of use these drugs or mm. you know you it could be seeing a friend that you used to do drugs with yeah um, but like it's these cues that sort of set off the cravings in your mind yes it becomes like a neurological connection um which of course when you're in a re- rehabilitation center you don't have those cues around mm. you so mm-hmm. you know you learn to live without them but then mm-hmm. as soon as you're in front of those cues again mm-hmm. it, it sparks some it sparks that it's, neurological connection in your mind think- and then that's when you relapse exactly and i think it's a really important point that you made about it not necessarily having to be like an injection or a needle or you know things like that it literally could be something as simple as a street that you used to stand on with your friends and you know what i mean it could be it could literally be anything it could be anything you know i think that's when we have to think about how much control people have because it's actually it's really not a lot sometimes is it it's really really not a lot yeah and i think as much as they wish they had it sometimes you know general impulse and general reaction you know those things are so powerful aren't they yeah Mm. and I think that you know it's important to always remember that people who are recovering from addiction 
it's not like it's not a one-time thing it's definitely a lifelong journey that you have to yeah, keep absolutely that they have to keep working at Battling, and I think yeah, it's yeah. very easy to assume that okay this person has you know gone to rehab or they've gone through treatment and they're sober now it's fine like no it, it's something that they have to continue working on and it might yeah. still be a really big struggle for them so I think it's important to understand that okay this person has come out of treatment. They seem better, but I think it's still important to check up and sort of say, how are you doing? Make, you know, mm-hmm. be there as a friend as much as you yeah, can be. Absolutely. Um, because it might be that they're actually struggling and might be very close to relapse, mm-hmm. but, you know, they don't, they, they don't really feel that they can tell mm-hmm. anyone that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the case for a lot of people that treatment. Um, it's, you know, it's something that has a very high relapse rate and yeah. it is because people struggle to cope after mm-hmm. and people don't always relapse straight away it's sometimes years after five years 10 years 15 years after um because that connection is in your mind it, it's still there somewhere yeah. yeah um and I think most of the time it is to do with sort of mental health as well and feeling lonely and empty mm-hmm. and not having those connections around mm-hmm. when you're not able to bond with anything else and you sort of remember okay that this is something that I used to bond with this is something mm-hmm. that used to make me feel mm-hmm. you know numb for for a minute maybe mm-hmm. forget for a minute or something like that yes so exactly. it's important to if, if it's you it's important to sort of continue working on your mental health in that way and ensuring that you're sort of maintaining those connections with people around you um and keeping that kind of love in your life mm-hmm. and if it's that if it's that it is someone that you know ensuring that you're checking up on that person ensuring them that you know you're making them feel valued and making sure that they're you know living living their living the life that they should be living and valuing themselves as well mm. absolutely couldn't have said it better myself babe well thanks that was spot on that was <laughs> hit the nail on the head <laughs> um, so i have one really interesting question which i often see on twitter um yeah because you know that that's where all the shit happens mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> and i've always found it such an interesting question do you think that music has an influence on substance abuse hmm. i think it's age-related you know mm-hmm. the, the the level in which music impacts on um drug and alcohol use whatever I am yeah I think it's age related I think right how to explain this so with with drugs like um I don't know like I don't know like weed or whatever you know like just general things that most people use or do um I think it's there's less controversy isn't there you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's less controversial to talk about like marijuana and weed and whatever else yeah. um in songs it's been going for decades you know what oh, mean? yeah it's yeah, just yeah one of those things and you know i i'm you know the amount of times probably driving and singing songs you don't even realize that there's words in it you, you don't even you don't think about it do you just sing yeah. and you i know, sing the loudest to those you songs sing, you scream you scream it <laughs> I've never, I I've never even smoked a cigarette, but exactly. play a song about drugs and I will sing my heart. Will sing your heart, <laughs> babe. Honestly, I wish I could think of, of a song that has you know weed or marijuana in it, but I really can't. <laughs> that's off my head right now. But you, you, it's not even a thing, is it? You know, for us, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just not a big deal. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think for kids, you know, or people who, who were a little bit younger, so maybe like, I don't know, 14, 15, um, I think it's a little bit more of a thing for them, isn't it? It seems cooler. It's, you know, yeah. I, I suppose it might entice them a little bit more because they didn't really have that. There's, no, there's not really that sense of, I don't know, maturity or level of, I want to say level of understanding, but they're just not there with it yet. Do you know what I mean? To, to differentiate between just a song and this is a really cool song that's all not really cool things i should do this do you know what i mean um so i think with with, with people a little bit younger i think they might be a little bit more prone to being um likely to you know want to try these things just because they've been said in songs yeah. if that makes sense yeah 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 definitely makes sense i mm. agree with you i definitely also think as an age-related thing yeah. um i think when it comes to addiction it is definitely very mental health based Mm. Um, and I I don't really think that you know music has much of an influence on that um, but I think that when it comes to substance just substance abuse in sort of the younger generation um, I do think it can play a part in sort of you know make people think this is cool because a lot of the sort of new rappers that are coming out now are talking about you know quite high class drugs as if it's like you know nothing it's like it's mm-hmm. no big deal mm-hmm. um and i do think it kind of normalizes it for sort of the sort yeah. of the younger generation yeah, yeah but that's absolutely. not for everyone i don't i definitely don't think everyone in the younger generation no i, would I do really it for agree. that reason There's do you know what i'm really else missing yeah i'm really confused as to, every time i see this conversation on twitter i'm just like what like i don't know i, I don't know whether it's because i've never really my, me personally i've never really felt like peer pressured Mm. um or pressured in any way to try any drugs or anything like that yeah um but i just when i read these things i'm just like how like how can you be like angry about a song it's yeah no just a song no do you know what i mean no, it's no. just bizarre to me it yeah, is literally yeah. just a song like what yeah. what is the big ish yeah no definitely and i don't know why it's don't. yeah definitely and it's it's i think the same when i mean we probably don't have enough time to talk about it but i think it's mm. the same when it all comes to like violence and music mm, mm, and i think mm. that people kind of people over exaggerate the influence that that could have on people i think exactly exactly yeah no i think that it's if we were living over exaggeration well, yeah. yeah i think that people if were people living well-rounded lives and their mental health was good and they had the type of healthy stimulation they need then i think it would have like zero impact i agree i agree but then no. the on the flip side who has that well-rounded life <laughs> yeah no one we all that's, all <laughs> no, that's what we all want isn't it we all, <laughs> yeah we all want to be 100 percent all the time yeah. um but you know life life is life isn't it it's turbulent and it's full of ups and downs full of surprises it yeah. never ever goes in the direction that we ever want it to yeah we've got to just sort of ride ride the wave yeah I'm no, definitely. so cringe have i just said you've got to just ride the wave <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> log off me hard wow. <laughs> that <was> vile. <laughs> i'm not gonna edit that you've got to just ride the wave of life guys i sound like my name's like moony shirt i feel like you're wearing a top with little mirrors on it. thailand for about 79 years <laughs> and you ain't got no shoes on and i've got no sh- <laughs> i don't believe i'm wearing shoes <laughs> wearing a necklace made out of shells i've got shell necklaces on <laughs> ride the wave guys oh wow hmm. that's, what, that's what a long long shift must do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in sort of um in conclusion music no maybe with substance no, <laughs> no. I love that. 
In conclusion, music. <laughs> no, you're all wrong. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're all judges. Yeah, no, substance abuse, yes, maybe in sort yes. of the younger, younger, yes. maybe like yeah, 15, no, to, 15 to 19 year old, yes. I think. Um, yeah. Probably even younger. Yeah, yeah, probably mm-hmm. even younger. That's mm-hmm. so sad. Kids are just, just really naive, aren't they? They're just like, I don't know, they're just so yeah. hard. Yeah. Bless them. They just they just don't have a clue, do they? Sometimes, you know. Do you know, I've met obviously I've met some really, really clever, really intelligent, really mature young people. But I think I think in regards to things like this, I think there might be obviously they're a little bit a little bit more prone than probably yeah, of um, older adults and stuff would be. Of course, yeah, mm. yeah. So, so, um, what do you think is the solution? to addiction no <laughs> <laughs> the solution to addiction gosh isn't that like the million dollar question mm. if only we knew the answer to that babe yeah um okay the solution to addiction i don't know however <laughs> i think what would happen <laughs> i actually did i wish it did i don't know what the answer is but i've got ideas yeah, yeah, I was hoping you were going to say know. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Ended there. I've got ideas. I think, first and foremost, we have to be a lot more open to understanding it. Mm. Um, I think it's really important for us to be, you know, less judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not discriminate, you know, like, let's let's listen. Let's let's hear these people out. Yeah. Um. You know, because when we don't listen, you know, we, we shut them off, don't we? And then that's when they're left and, you know, they feel as though the only thing they can turn to is, is, is uh, you know, drugs, gambling, um, shopping. <laughs> you know, it yep. could be anything really, couldn't it? Um, so, yeah, let, let's let's be more open and let's listen to, to what these people have got to tell us. Let's educate ourselves mm-hmm. and let's just be compassionate. Let's Let's figure out what it is that's going wrong for these people. What is it that's making them feel the need to turn to these things um yeah. to, to help them get through life yeah definitely mm. I think they too and I think that you know the way that we've often done things which is sort of you know criminalizing or I like that word criminalizing, criminalizing. I'm surprised I didn't mess up that word <laughs> Crim- criminalizing <laughs> Um, I think a lot of the time we tend to criminalise um, that type of behaviour and I don't think that that's always helpful um, because one, I think it increases the stigma. Um, I think it makes the general public feel less like they need to understand it. Mm, um, and I just don't think it helps. And mm. I don't know if you ever read much about Portugal, but Portugal used to have one of like the highest like drug problems and portugal is now the place where like all drugs are legalized mm. like everything's legalized mm-hmm. um and it's helped them so much mm. um, and mm. when they were having these problems they were like okay like this isn't working we keep sort of increasing these laws and everything it's not working so they got like a panel of like doctors and like psychiatrists and stuff and said okay like come back to us and tell us what you think will help and they came back and said that they said make it all legal um, and this is something I've never really, I never really used to understand. Um, mm-hmm. But they said make it all legal, 
and put that money into helping those people find a purpose. So mm. they started up all these schemes where like if people were sort of um, struggling with addiction and things, they they had schemes where they could go out and find a job and these organisations would sort of like pay for this company to like hire them, whatever. Um, and their goal was for everyone who was suffering with sort of addiction had a reason to wake up in the morning and like go and do something and give them purpose. It's incredible. Um, and it helped so much. And now like That's no one in Portugal wants to go back to the old system. Wow. Um, because it's helped so much. That like, is amazing. It is, isn't it? And it's so like, how did they help them to find a purpose? What was what was what was going on there? Like with jobs. So like they would oh, okay. like, sort of go to jobs and say that, you know, Oh, so they you mean so they used the money to to you know open up jobs and help them find yeah. jobs. Yeah, like, like these training right. courses, education centres that kind of thing and sort of helping people find sort of purpose and again it comes back to the fact that you know it is so much to do with connection and bonding Mm -hmm. and having having that stimulation in your life and feeling that purpose and not being lonely and feeling empty absolutely Um, absolutely so I think that you know we can't really do much to well I shouldn't say that to be honest It's, it's not that we can't do much to change law or change politics or change anything like that because I think that every voice matters and I think that if enough of us speak it would be loud enough to make a change Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to say that um but on a more personal level I think what we can do is you know make the effort to try and understand um and show love to people even if it's someone who you know hasn't been for addiction you Mm -hmm. never know what people are going through um make sure that you know the people in your life are feeling those connections and they're bonding Mm. with you again we're social animals we need those connections in our life it's what gives us purpose Mm -hmm. um so maintaining those connections and just checking up on your friends Mm -hmm. even if they're not your friends your acquaintances just you know Mm -hmm. show people that you care Mm -hmm. um and just as it is important to sort of look after your own well-being and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing i think Mm -hmm. it's also important to um ensure the people you love's well-being as well because it's it all all these connections kind of feed into each other um and you're only going to get back what you give anyway Um, i have a quote from johan hari who's someone who works a lot with um, people who are struggling with addiction Mm -hmm. Um, and he said the opposite of addiction is not sobriety the opposite of addiction is connection wow and i really like that quote i love that yeah that, that's awesome definitely that um just good. kind of like reflects that you know how important that bonding is um for mental health and can be sort of a deterrent for that kind of thing oh, um and dangerous behaviors wow yeah wow. that's a, that's a really that's a really really good quote that isn't it it is you know what i feel like every single well every single podcast i've done like 20 <laughs> Oh, third, Th- third one you had third one <laughs> <laughs> the three podcasts that we have done <laughs> i feel like in all of them we we've we've always always concluded with connection we've yes. concluded with the importance of of people haven't we yeah and honestly like i think that's just like a massive testament to how much power we have mm, um, yeah it's so we, important it, absolutely and i think you know what you said what, what was the thing that you said you said something about Together we're loud. Oh, the opposite of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say no. Obviously, not in those exact words. 
you what was it that you said <laughs> you, I don't you, even remember no you do remember please remember because it was really good <laughs> it said something like I think that if all of us speak out our voices can be loud enough that's the one <laughs> Uh, well yes together we're loud (laughs) and I think I really like that you said that because it's true it really really is true we've got we have got to just like really just help each other honestly it's just so important for us to do that and yes there's these massive corporations and organizations and political systems that are so responsible for um a lot of these changes and a lot of these um you know a lot a lot a lot of a lot of the ways in which these things can change mm-hmm. um but i think it has to start with us you know because yeah. we have to be the voice and we have to you know we have to be the concern we have to show that these things are issues for for the people we love and you know for ourselves if it's a personal thing and you know let's let's talk let's yeah. always talk and you know Definitely. i feel like i'm repeating myself with this talking thing but no no you're open so your right. mouth and talk. <laughs> you're so right though <laughs> So but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah, we need to show love and yes. do our best to understand. We um, do. And help, you know, sort of take the pain from people. And, oh, God, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think we need to go hug some trees now, don't we? Oh, for sure. I feel like that's what we need <laughs> I to have, do. Um, actually, before we go, um, I have a poem from um, this girl that I, I know. And it's such a beautiful poem. Um, and I just want to play it because it really sort of speaks to how I I felt um, the past couple of days when I was thinking about people that were going through those problems on their own. Um, so I'm just going to play that now. Her name is Dora Baker um, and this is a poem and it's called I Will Be Your Comfort. Let me take the weight from your shoulders and carry it on mine. Please let me take the pain from your eyes and wear it in my pupils. Give me your hardship, I'll maintain it. I allow you to live without it for a while. Give me your tears, your lonely nights and your prickling fears. I'll swallow them down. Who knows, they might never manage to surface again. I'll carry your burden. If you feel uncertain, I'm not asking for anything in return. No, I just want to lift your concern. I yearn to see your eyes twinkle, your smile lines crinkle, your tense shoulders unfurl. Let me be the pillow for you to rest your head until no stress is left. I will be your bed, your comfort and your home, all wrapped up into one. Let me take the weight from your shoulders and carry it on mine. That was gorgeous. It is, isn't it? That was really, really cute. I really like that yeah it's beautiful so yeah such a beautiful poem um if you want to go and follow dora's poetry page it is um on instagram and it is at dora.baker.poetry yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely beautiful just made me really think about um i saw this picture actually of mac miller um and he was sort of like looking straight at the camera and it just really made me feel very sad um and it reminded me of that poem um so I thought I would share. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome, babe. Really cool. I like that. Um, so before we go, I think it's important to say um, that if anyone is struggling or if anyone knows anyone who is struggling um, with sort of substance abuse or addiction, 
um, there is a number that you can ring, which is the Frank Drugs Helpline, mm-hmm. um, and they'll point you towards the right sort of help. Um, and the number is 0300 123 Or you can visit the Frank website um, and it will help you find your local drug treatment services. Yes, um, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Um, also, there is a website called AdFam. Yes. Um, and if you go onto there, um, it also has like a list of useful organisations that can help. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think the first stop is always to talk to your GP, but not everyone feels comfortable speaking to their GP. And if you don't find that helpful or comfortable, mm-hmm. um, those are the websites and numbers that you can go to to find mm-hmm. some local um, help. Yes. I was going to give you one more. I don't want to bombard you with lots of information, mm-hmm. gang. Um, but there's also a drug addiction treatment centre. There's a couple of them, I think, dotted around northwest um you know uk area uk area <laughs> i'm definitely tired on it it's, it's, my, um, it's my ends it's, a, <laughs> it's called um ad action and they've got like various numbers for obviously the different centers i think there's one in Liverpool, lincoln i think there's one in grimsby um you know there's lots of different ones but if you just search ad action into google um, they will come up with the various locations and numbers for you. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Was that too soon? <laughs> yeah. She has always so eager to like, finish. like when she knows we're like finishing up, she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Oh, that is not true <laughs> thanks so much for listening guys i think this has thanks been it, it was a heavy topic um, yes but um i think it was important and we'll be back next week with, with another episode oh. yeah sorry it was so heavy guys we try we'll, we try to make a little bit of light of it um by adding some bants <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> and don't forget like if you have any recommendations or if you want us to talk about anything specific um email us at spill the green tea podcast at gmail.com don't dm us um, yeah we've got loads of suggestions and everything's yeah. been so great it's so helpful yeah yeah, um, yeah and everyone's feedback as well is really nice um if there's anything awesome. that you think we didn't cover too much or if you've got any questions for us definitely let us know and we will do our best to answer them in the next episode um, so yeah thanks so much for listening guys thanks for listening you will hear us next week have a good week have a good week bye <laughs> i always repeat everything you say because you're my hype man <laughs> so annoying like have a good week yeah, yeah. Bye. what she said <laughs> okay bye okay bye <laughs>